Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The Sunshine Double begins in three weeks. And there are five tournaments spread across four continents this week as we swing into spring on Tennis Channel. Mixed results around the globe for the men's top seeds on Thursday. We'll show you who's moving up and who's moving out. Plus, a showdown of major champions did not disappoint in Dubai. Both players squandering match points before the outcome was settled. And in today's Black History Month feature, we honor a decorated and distinguished coach who has left behind an amazing legacy. Get out of the rain. We've got you covered on TC Live right now. Let's go. Welcome to TC Live presented by Verbo, our half-hour post-game show to wrap up about 20 hours of live tennis action right around the globe. The semifinals set in Dubai. The quarterfinals locked up in Delray Beach. We will break it all down for you from our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back with Prakash Amitraj and Jenny Brady. Great to be back with both of you all. Grigor Dimitrov getting the win there against Mitch Kruger. The star power in Delray Beach. We had both Venus and Serena watching that match, Jen. Yeah, we had uh, Venus earlier watching Riley Opelka as well. So it's it's not a far tournament away from, from where they live. So it's, it's good to see that they're out there watching some ATP matches. Grigor and Riley have been friends of uh, individually of Venus and Serena's for quite some time now. And you know what I love? I love exactly what you said, Jen. They're out there watching tennis for fun. I mean, it still shows after this many years, they still have such a genuine love for the sport. And it's a beautiful thing to see. It's, it's invigorating, you know? Anytime you can see Venus, Serena in a tennis environment, you'll love to see it. Hopefully, they'll be at Grigor's next match. Uh, listen, it's been more, good luck charm today. The more we can get them, even if it's not on the court, yes. anywhere on the screen, I know we'll be seeing a lot of them at the Oscars. So it's going to be a good Venus and Serena month coming up. <laughs> All right, let's get straight to the highlights, starting with John Millman looking to go back-to-back against Bruins, Jenny. Not a good thing. He took out Maxime Cressy in the first round, now facing Marco Skirone. Uh, this guy is not going to be invited to Westwood anytime soon. Yeah, definitely not. I'm a little biased here and sad that Marcos didn't come out on top today as a fellow fellow UCLA Bruin. But it's okay, Marcos. Your quads are still bigger than Burkash's. <laughs> Quadzilla. Uh, Listen, I got the Millman started genetics. off strong with That's a 5-0 lead, as we saw, <laughs> and then ended up closing out the first set 6-3. Um, Marcos had a couple of set points in this second set, but wasn't able to close them out. As you can see here, yeah, I think he was serving 6-3 in the second set, but Millman just showing off that good fighting spirit that he 
that he does so well and able to close out this match. Milman said, to be honest with you, I'm glad I won that second set because I was getting a little tight. I mean, Giron definitely pushing him there, but John Milman had lost six of his past seven matches before this week. Now two straight wins for the first time since October of last year. He's into the quarterfinals. Then the All-American matchup for Kosh Riley, Opelka, Jack Sock meeting for the third time. Rematch from Delray four years ago. Sock was the top seed back then. Now it's Opelka, who's a two seed, and Sock is ranked 141. Well, I was looking forward to watching this. Sock came out with a really great first set. Pushed it into a tiebreak, as you saw there, attacking the net, playing some good tennis to close out that breaker. But this is what happens when you're winning a ton of matches, as Riley is. You manage to find giant shots on big points. And we see there one of the more famous fans of Riley Opelka in the crowd, Venus Williams, pushing Riley towards the victory here. Riley, big forehand there, ends up getting the break early here in the third set. Gets an error off the Sock forehand, pushes to 3-1, and Sock not able to keep it to one break. Riley cruised along, got that insurance break, and uh, that was an ace almost in the middle of the box. Blackjack, 21 aces for big Riley Opelka. He's now 5-1 against fellow Americans this year. Speaking of fellow Americans, we got the 20-year-old Brandon Nakashima, youngest player in the draw, made his first career tour quarterfinal in Delray, now going for number six against Adrian Manorino, Prakash. Well, this was an interesting match here. Uh, Manorino got off to a great start here, won this first set, and then Binak went to work. Uh, I mean, he didn't very, make very many errors in that second set. Used a bit of feel there, which I think he can use a little bit more in his game. Strikes the ball so well from the baseline, but adding a little bit more variety I think can help. I love the way he snuck in there. Ended up losing the point, but I think doing things like that in matches is going to improve his game over the long run. Got into an absolute war here at the end of the match, and all of a sudden there, I believe Petsy made a little John McEnroe reference there. A little Conti grip shovel up the line. Gets the break, makes no mistake, serving it out. Well done to the Frenchman. Good, gritty performance there. Old school continental grip reference. Love that. Adrian Manorino able to come through. So he's into the quarterfinals. Let's take a look at your final eight in Delray Beach. Cam Nori, Seb Corda. Corda, 2-0 against Nori. In fact, one of those was in Delray Beach last year. Tommy Paul, Stefan Kozlov. Then you got Milman, Dimitrov, Manorino, and Opelka. Jenny Brady, which match excites you the most? Who do you think is going to come through? I really like the Paul and Kozlov mm. match. I'm really a big fan of Tommy Paul. I'm really rooting for him. I hope he goes all the way with this tournament. All right, Tommy Paul for the title. What do you think, Fukash? Uh, listen, again, I talked about it just a minute ago, but momentum is a funny thing. And, and Riley, we all know how well he mm. serves and how well he brings it when he needs to. But when you're, when you're feeling like you're winning and you feel like you're doing the right things, even when you're not thinking straight, that's what we call that flow state. So we saw it there against Jack Sock. I like him to keep the momentum going. He, he's looking good, doesn't seem to be tiring down at all. He got a little head rub from uh, uh, former President Bush last week. I, I think he's feeling himself. Might just keep it going this week. He's got, he's got W watching in Dallas, and he's got V watching in Delray. I mean, that, that, that's a pretty good cheer right? section, you, I'd say. What are you in the box, V? <laughs> I, I, I don't make the cut. Listen, Bush and Venus, I got You're I gotta, only in Serena Venus. No, I got to step Single-lettered fans. Uh, Jenny, battle of major champions in Dubai. Elena Ostapenko has had a real pep in her step this week, we could say, playing Petra Kvitova. Yeah, definitely has a little pep in her step this week. Extremely close match today between these two that could have gone either way. Ostapenko started actually up a break 4-1. 
But then the momentum shifted to Petra, who ended up taking the first set. It was up 5-3 in the second, but wasn't able to close it out. Then we saw Ostapenko really using her competitive spirit to hang in there mentally and force a third set. Ostapenko seems to be really just moving well and playing really aggressively on these courts here. Neither one of these players want to find themselves on defense too much. And as we can see, Ostapenko is really just dictating off the return, off first strike. And um, really, she's looking in really good form since the last time she looked like this, to be honest, for me, is uh, when she won that Roland Garros title in 2017. Well, she's taken out three straight major champs. How you feeling, Alona Ostapenko? It was an amazing match. Thanks, everyone. It was amazing atmosphere. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I was just trying to fight until the very last point because I was down and uh, two times she was serving for the match and I was just fighting. I think she played really well today and I'm really glad that I managed to win it and I really enjoyed the atmosphere here. All right, Prakash, on Jabur, the last remaining seed taken on Simona Halep. The Romanian beat Jabur on her way to the title here in 2020. Well, we were really looking forward to watching this match. First set was a very high-quality affair. Jabur on the aggressive side of things there, but Halep's defense, something she's known for, able to cough up the error, squeeze out the first set, 6-4. Second set, some good fight back here from Jabur. Nice little feel there. Good get from Halep, but some nice soft hands from the Tunisian. Now, Halep is a little bit too strong here, able to close things out, 6-4, 6-3, but an unbelievable atmosphere there. One of the many places that really, really loves Hans Jabour. Wonderful to watch. The last two times you got here, you've won the tournament. Do you feel in that kind of form again? Well, it's too, too far to think about that. But... It's a pleasure to play uh, in Dubai. I always have, uh, you know, a great feeling, and uh, I'm really happy to play in front of you again. Thank you very much. I always have a great support, and uh, I feel great here. Halep not seated here. She will be soon. 11-1 on the year now. We'll take on Yelena Ostapenko. Then you got Veronica Kudermetova and Marketa Vondrasova. As we see our final four in Dubai, some great matchups. I mean, we got Ostapenko playing a fourth major champion in Simona Halep. And you remember, you, you called this one. 2017, they played in the Roland Garros final. First major title for Ostapenko. They played later that year in Beijing. Halep got the win, got to number one in the world for the very first time. This is the first time they played since then. So what do you expect from Halep and Ostapenko? I don't know. I played Halep out in uh, Dubai in 2020, and she got the best of me. I think she really thrives on those courts. There's obviously a really good Romanian crowd there backing her. So I'm going to have to go with Halep on this mm -hmm. one. Even though Ostapenko seems to be in really good form, I think Halep is, is, is my favorite on this one. Uh, Jay, I, I got to agree with you on this. It's interesting. When you have a bit of a quick court, sometimes you think, oh, it's the big hitter that's going to come through, which in this case would be Ostapenko. But when the balls are moving through the air a little bit quicker and the court is giving you a little bit of assistance, sometimes it helps the player who has a little bit of a weaker serve, who has a little bit less on the shots because the balls and the court help you along. So I think the court and the balls are going to help Halep on her serve, which is something she's going to need so Ostapenko isn't able to slap it around. And I think you're right. I think she's going to come out with the win. Maybe three-time champ, Simona Halep.
Well. <laughs> Y'all are the experts. What she said, what she said. But Ostapenko's got, got that pep. I'm, I'm going with Ostapenko there. We'll, we'll see what happens. Fourth straight major winner that, that she plays. Uh, this is what's still to come here on TC Live. We've got highlights from Rio. we got highlights from Doha. Plus, guess who's playing next week? Novak Djokovic and Rafa Nadal. We'll tell you where. And the hot shot could be the best point of the year on the WTA. You don't want to miss that. But up next... We honor pioneer and coach Ernie Patterson, the story behind his long and distinguished legacy as our Black History Month series continues. Don't go anywhere. TC Live is presented by Verbo, a place for together. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. For famed Atlanta-based coach Ernie Peterson, spreading the love of tennis was a family affair. Peterson stumbled upon the game after suffering a weightlifting injury. He soon fell in love with the sport for its physical and mental challenges and the way it built character, a theme he would return to throughout his distinguished coaching career. He lived by the motto, develop kids one ball at a time, change lives one ball at a time. Over several decades, his Peterson School of Tennis offered not only tennis instruction, but programs in entrepreneurship, citizenship, mentoring, and tutoring. Along the way, he coached an impressive array of students, including Sloane Stevens, Jermere Jenkins, Jermaine Jenkins, and USTA national coach, Jamia Jackson. Peterson died in 2010 at age 65, but... His legacy of teaching lives on through his daughter, Jewel Peterson. Guided by her father's training, Jewel became a four-time All-American at the University of Southern California. She would soon transition to the family business, becoming a highly successful coach in her own right. Through her continued work at the renamed Peterson Tennis Academy, she trained elite athletes like Coco Goff, the youngest pro player to rank in the top 100. Ernie Peterson's passion for coaching teaching, and leadership endures through his daughter, through his academy, and through the countless players he's inspired. Thank you, Taylor. Our celebration of Black History Month continues throughout February on Tennis Channel. Go to TennisChannel.com right now to see all of our new Black History Month pieces with Taylor Townsend and Nick Monroe. More TC Live after this. Shop of all play with his all court games, all court game style and energy on court. Brenda Kinesh is a fellow college tennis player playing four years at AM. I've never watched him before, but pretty impressive win today over Shop of all who's also had a pretty strong start to the year. Third top 20 win for Rinder Kinesh, nine and three on the season. Said he worked pretty hard during the offseason. Think my body is in good shape, which helps. Uh, What's it like for you watching another uh, college tennis player make a nice move up the rankings? Yeah, it's good to see. I'm, I'm all for the college system, so I'm, I'm here to support it. 
All right, going to take on Nicholas Basilashvili in the semifinals. Meantime, Corinne Hatchinoff, Marichilich, both had great starts to their season as well. Prakash, the Russian, won earlier this year in Adelaide, but Chilich starting strong in this one. Certainly. Look, Chilich has a bit of momentum behind him, has really found his game in the last four or five months. Good aggressive start here. Both very, very big men. Giant serves, giant forehands. I mean, this is a big boy tennis here. So Chilich takes the first set 6-3. Hatchinoff fighting back here, doing what he does with that forehand, but able to mix up some nice feel here as well. You can see here coming under the ball, nice little drop shot. Goes to a third set, massive point here, four all. Chilich attacks and then dumps a very routine volley in the net. It was all Hatchinov needed. He's able to close it out with a massive serve. And he should feel good about that. That was a very high quality match, a lot of respect between these two. But the man in red comes through. Russian gets the victory. So the semifinals are set in Doha. We've got Corinne Hatchinoff taking on Roberto Bautista Agut, who's now 11-2 at this event. All he does is win in Doha. And then Vasilashvili taking on Rinder Kanesh. Jenny, who's going to take the title? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the, the Aggie, Rinder Kanesh. All right, going A&M, Rinder Kanesh. Yeah. Looking for his first title. Bold call. Hey, heard it yeah. here first. Hot takes <laughs> on TC Live. Let's go to Marseille. Top seed Stefano Sitsipas looking for his third quarter final of the year. Taking on Hugo Gaston. The yeah. Greek has added uh, Thomas Anquist to his team, Jen. A lot of success in Marseille. Two-time champ. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Sitsipas is, like, everybody watched that, that final last year at Roland Garros, and I think uh, a lot of us thought that he was going to take that. But um, Gaston on the other side of the net is having a strong start and end of last year to his season. So I actually thought he was the drop shot king back in 2020 at the Roland Garros where he beat Walrenka and then lost in five against um, Dominic Team. But Sissipal's too strong today, closes it out with a strong serve. 13 aces for the Greek. Won 88% of its first serve points. Stefano Tsitsipas taking out Hugo Gaston. So taking a look at the quarterfinals in Marseille. Felix Oje Aliasim said his eight-year-old self had dreams about playing and beating Joe Wilfred Songa. He got that win and was able to advance to the quarterfinals. Let's take a look at our Verbo tournament summary. The two-seed Kasparud pulling out of Rio with an ab injury. Uh, the group stage of the Davis Cup Finals, they've been moved up to September 14th to 18th in four different cities. The final's still going to be in November. And, Jenny, let's wish a happy 27th birthday to our friend Madison Keys. My girl, Maddie. Happy birthday, Maddie. Feliz cumpleaños. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kindness wins with Maddie Keys. Happy birthday to Madison. Time to enter the social net. And we've got some good news. The world number one, Novak Djokovic, looks like he's having a good time. He is in Dubai getting ready to play next week, Prakash, and warming up a little, little soccer action. Boy, look at the guy. It looks like he's really let himself go, huh? <laughs> guy is so fit, doesn't need to be on the tennis court, always keeps himself in pristine shape. And you know what? This is something he loves to do, loves to do other things. I know he's a big skier, obviously fancy with the footwork with a soccer ball. So lovely to see him out there. He said how much he's missed it. So beautiful. All right. And we've got Rafa Nadal, who has already landed in Acapulco. He loves that event. And Jenny, he is now a 21-time major champion playing for the first time since that title. 
I know, it's hard to believe. I think anybody would have thought that maybe Novak would be the, the first one to 21. But, hey, I'm happy it's Rafa. I'm a huge Rafa fan. I absolutely adore him, and he is an idol, an idol of mine. So happy to see that he's in Acapulco playing and, um, yeah, keep his run going. Looking for his fourth title there, Prakash. Uh, a lot of folks there, Sasha Zverev, Daniil Medvedev. It's a pretty stacked lineup in Acapulco. Uh, listen, I went there in 2019 and 2020, and uh, Steve, if you go, you'll understand why it's a stacked lineup. One of the best <laughs> tournaments for the players on the entire uh, circuit. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that Acapulco is great. I mean, Amazing. it's a beach right there. <laughs> Everybody loves it. All the players absolutely love it. I mean, especially the Europeans. They haven't seen sun in months, so. <laughs> and they got that whole late night thing going on yeah. over there. It's a whole yeah, party. It's a Matches party. start late. You sleep in. Little uh, uh, margarita, maybe a little tostada. You know, enjoy yourself over there. Margarita tostada. That's the combo. We love it. Why not? Swing in a spring. <laughs> Uh, TC Live, of course, follows all that action that we have for you tomorrow, starting once again bright and early in Dubai, taking you all the way through Rio and Delray Beach. Semifinals, quarterfinals. Jenny Brady back for another day as well. It's quarterfinal day for Jen tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Tennis Channel. Once again, the exclusive home for complete first ball through finals coverage of the BNP Paribas Open in Indian Wells. Our coverage starts Wednesday, March 9th, TC Live every single day. And guess who's going to be there? The 2018 champion, Naomi Osaka, getting a wild card back to tennis paradise. Not a surprise she's getting a wild card, Jenny, but are you surprised she needs a wild card? Yes, it is surprising. I mean, she is a four-time Grand Slam champion who needs a wild card, but... She did skip a lot of the tournaments last year, so her ranking has dropped a bit, and um, she isn't able to get direct acceptance. Ranked 82 in the world right now, Naomi Osaka. But, uh, th- I mean, this is scary for everyone else in the draw because who knows who she's going to face in that first round. Yeah, I don't think Naomi cares who she plays. I mean, look, if she's playing a top three seed, she's playing a top three seed. If she's playing well, then it's a bad day for the top three seed. So I think you're completely right. But, look, she is... One of the absolute most giant stars, not just in tennis, but in all of sports. So she should be playing these giant events. I hope she continues playing all of the biggest events leading up to the slams. We miss her. We want to see her uh, back to winning and feeling good. Semifinals already one tournament this year, third round of the Australian Open. She's not going to need wild cards for very much longer. We'll see what she does at Indian Wells. It's time for our hot shot. Let's go, Jenny. All right, if anybody watched this match earlier, I think they're going to know what they're going to see. We have Pawns, okay. All right, all right. P, can you do that? I don't Uh, think so. I think it would have bounced twice. Not with those wheels. Look at this. She's right up here next to the net. Little backhand flick. Think the point is over. Dead run as it's getting the second bounce. And she finishes with the lawn mower. Yeah, listen, listen, you do something that good, little wrist flick at the end. Look at the angle she's able to create there. Of course she's got to go with the lawnmower. Give it to him, Simona. <laughs> That's our shot of the day. 
Could have been the point of the year, perhaps, for Simona Allen. Balling out this season. Yelena Ostapenko, Simona Halep. That is tomorrow on center court. Coverage starts at 8 a.m. Eastern. Hatching off RBA. We got FAA, Ilya Avashka, Fonini, Coria, Nori, Korda, Manorino, Opelka. A lot to break down. Where do we want to go with this one? Let's talk a little Ostapenko Halep some more. I mean, I know you picked Simona Halep, but it, does Ostapenko control this match? Is it on her racket? She better hope so. If it's not on her racket, she's not getting the W. She does not want to be on defense running around out there. She wants to be doing what she's been doing all week, which is just playing aggressive from the first ball. And otherwise, she's going to pack her bags. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, Seb Korda, 2-0 against Cam Nori. Why is he so good in this matchup? You know, it's interesting. I think this matchup is completely in Seb's hands. He doesn't feel too pressured, so he can really take his time and choose when and where to pull the trigger. And I think that's something that Seb likes. Look, when he plays another big hitter like a Hachinov or someone like that, they can actually make him feel under the gun and feel a little pressure. Cam, you know what you're going to expect. He's very solid with that backhand, hits that heavy forehand, and it's up to Seb, who's a big guy, doesn't let that height get up on him, step in and crush the ball when he wants. He's going to need to serve well because Cam makes you play a ton of balls. But, again, in his control and the 2-0, and you know, you got that going into mm -hmm. your head, going into the match. I think he's going to make it a 3-0, take out the number one seed. 2-0, 5-0 in sets. Hasn't dropped a set yet, has Seb Korda. Four shows in the books, Jen. You are crushing it, as always. A lot of rain today in Rio and Delray Beach. We were delayed for a little bit, but we got through it. How about Carlos Alcaraz? What a nice guy. Getting the ball kids out of the rain. The gun show. Yes. <laughs> Quadzilla. <laughs> See you tomorrow.